everyone, and welcome back to the DCU Soccer Podcast. Uh, it's been a while, um, but uh, I am with my uh, co-host, Daniel. Do you want to introduce yourself again and, and let everyone know what you've been up to? Hey, yeah. Uh, so it's been kind of a slight minute uh, with all of this because um, we had the MLS's back tournament, but I think, you know, we've we both had... Uh, you know, some some turbulence in our personal lives, just or or I guess more more professional lives, really. Uh, you know, I I sort of am a couple months into a new job, so that's been like a big focus of my time. And then you, uh, you know, you were furloughed for a spell, and uh, it's just been it's just been a lot. And you know, DC. Uh, you know, through through this whole pandemic, haven't given us a lot of reasons to be excited. Um, we came into the season, I think, feeling really hopeful, really positive uh, on the team. Definitely having some questions uh, pertaining to our offensive and defensive thirds. Um, but for the most part, we thought we were kind of coming into this in this season. Um, with some really solid talent at key positions uh, directly, like in the midfield with having uh, Felipe, Gressel, uh, uh, Flores and um, uh, Assad uh, sort of, sort of taking up that, you know, sort of, I guess, attacking um, portion of the midfield of their midfield roles. Uh, and, really like what we've seen is that none of it is is really gelling um you know it's it's sort of i I saw someone kind of make a joke about uh our team on twitter saying that we're kind of like that uh team on um fifa ultimate team where it's like we have really it's like really good players you know stats wise but you've got red lines uh extending between all of them because there's no team chemistry built up and it's it's really disheartening because this team should um it it has the talent um it has the um proper pieces in place to make an impact to um you know sort of win us some games but wins have been really hard to come by. The only game we've won so far uh, has been our um, week two matchup against Inter Miami before uh, everything got shut down by the coronavirus. Um, otherwise, you know, we were sort of three and out um, in the group stage of the MLS back tournament, um, you know, sort of really kind of laying some ducks against uh, New England. Toronto and uh was it Montreal? Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure that was Montreal. Um and and so you know kind of getting knocked out in that group stage and you know sort of having a spell where you know for a couple of weeks there hasn't been a whole lot to talk about outside of you know the other teams who moved on uh the knockout stages and actually you know kind of had some surprising results through that. Um, so like they, you know, that was cool to see and everything. 
but being that we're kind of like a DC United dedicated podcast uh, and we don't really delve into a whole lot that's going on, you know, south outside of our, you know, immediate opponents, um, it, there's just not been a whole lot to be really excited about. Um, coming out of that, though, we did have a game that, in my mind, I thought would be a solid uh, win or, you know, at least at least something um, that could that could show like, hey, you know, even though this is a team that's struggling, we can at least take on a team like FC Cincinnati that uh, really just has struggled to really um, fi- find its own footing since joining MLS. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe just have like a, a good confidence builder, um, you know, before the team sort of continues onward with the sort of truncated uh, fall or winter part of the season. Um, but we came into that game and um, I, I I can't really tell you anything that particularly stuck out in that because uh, we drew uh, nil-nil in that one. Uh, part of this is is due to Ben Olsen uh, kind of switching things up. You know, Ben, for the most part, uh, he's been a little wishy-washy with uh, what he does with the team. For a long time, he was very, very much into the uh, 4-3, um, or no, what was it? Uh, the, yeah, uh, what, what, <laughs> what was the uh, 4-2-3-1? My apologies, uh, in, into that formation. Um, and he was very much dedicated to that for a while. Uh, he did some experimentation with like a 4-3-3 last year, but that never really stuck around. And then, um, I guess, uh, with this FC Cincinnati game, uh, he went from the 4-2-3-1 uh, to a uh, 3-5-2 uh, formation. So really kind of um, overloading that midfield, uh, having a back three and then having two up top uh, to at least, you know, kickstart some sort of uh, goal scoring opportunities for the team. Um, because in seven games, we've had seven goals, uh, and our center back, Fred Briant, uh, was our, or is, (laughs) I'm not sure if he still stands as, as the top scorer, uh, on the team, but that's sort of something that stuck out, um, you know, after that MLS is back tournament that, you know, he is coming out, you know, uh, as, as the team's goal leader. And that's just a shape of things that doesn't lend a lot of uh, confidence. So going into the FC Cincinnati game, uh, switching up that formation to something that's a lot more aggressive um, on that attacking third uh, never really materialized um, anything. Uh, We were more or less, uh, you know, kind of even with Cincinnati in the attacking half. Uh, But in our final third, uh, we were still having a ton of issues uh, keeping the ball in that area and and really making, uh, you know, threatening shots. Uh, Most most of 
everything we kind of threw at Cincy uh, were easy, you know, kind of easy to handle. Um, so, you know, that's just sort of where we're at right now. And, and this is really frustrating because Ben, uh, you know, just can't seem to get things going with this team. Uh, you know, so I, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of at a loss <laughs> for, for, for words at the moment. Um, and, and, you know, that, that whole Cincinnati game was just not something that was, you know, even worth watching, <laughs> you know? So I just started a relationship and <laughs> my girlfriend was, um, gracious enough to, uh, you know, put on the DC United game when I was hanging out with her. And at the end of the game, I like turned to her and I said, honest to God, this is not the game I'd want you to watch if I wanted you to become like, uh, or, or get into watching DC United, because this absolutely was not it. Um, we, you know, just were a team that seemed lost. Uh, our, our, you know, our whole team just, just seems very much not firing on, on all cylinders and against a team like Cincinnati, they really should. Um, you know, so, so I guess, I don't know. How are you feeling right? Um, before we kind of talk about the recent game, uh, against the New England revolution, I just, you know, where are you at right now? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, there's pretty much uh, no positives, right? There, there's a lot of people talking about some small, you know, uh, positives, but I mean, it's it's all pretty much grasping at straws, in my opinion, right? So, yeah, I mean, Olsen's trying to play around with the the formations and stuff, but I mean, you know, it, it doesn't really matter if the players aren't bought in and there's they're not, uh, yeah, like they're not bought in. Um, you can change it to whatever formation. That's not really what it's about anyway. So, you know, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, it's kind of frustrating. These games seem kind of like, you know, <laughs> to a lot of people, a waste of time. Like, you're really struggling uh, to keep people around. A lot of people are just, like, not watching. Um, a lot of people are, like, you know, just so tired of this. We Like you mentioned, too, like, we've only won one game. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh kind of feels like last summer where I think it was last summer where we were just kind of like slogging through the draws, like getting a draw and draw, draw, loss, draw, um, and not really winning any of the games. So, uh, there's obviously a massive issue, you know, either in the locker room or connecting with each other or, or you know, probably, uh, you know, coaching and, and a combination of all that. Right. So, uh, it's very depressing. Um, the, the team is really bad. It's a really bad MLS team. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, we have, I believe uh, we have like, a, you know, a, certainly a top, you know, 15 roster, uh, I would say. Um, but, you know, we're playing in the bottom five of MLS right now. That's how we're playing. So, you know. Uh, at, this, at this moment, 12th of 14 in the Eastern conference. Right. Right. There you go. So yeah, kind of, it's, yeah, it's, it's familiar territory. And, um, <laughs> I was just thinking about this, uh, you know, before we came on, um, being from South Dakota, uh, where everyone watches the NFL around here and everyone's either a Vikings or a Packers fan. 
I kind of was, I was like doing the dishes or something and it kind of dawned on me. This, this has to be what like Vikings fans have felt like for the past, like 50 years where it's like every single season, like every time they went in with uh, feeling so much promise. Uh, and they had like those heydays in the late nineties with Randy Moss, and Dante Culpepper, uh, you know, but like a, a team with a, a ton of talent, but nothing that could ever take them over the top. And then after that, it's just been season after season of, um, you know, either kind of eking into the playoffs and maybe making a, a statement here or there, but for the most part, uh, sort of unceremoniously being ushered off that stage. So I'm like, you know, are, are we at a, a stage now where we are Vikings fans? You know, we come into the seasons feeling so positive because we feel like, OK, the front office has finally made some moves um, that that can solidify this team. Um, but then as the season, you know, starts and then progresses, uh, it just turns out, no, uh, we, we haven't. Um, we've made panic buys uh for for positions that needed to be filled uh and then we picked up players that we could sort of um you know uh, market to our community in some way uh and that's how it feels either a player is brought in uh either for some sort of marketability uh to plug some sort of hole that's that you know has has come around um I just I I don't know. Um, I I feel I feel so distressed <laughs> at the moment um, with all of this. Well, I mean, the other thing is like if you're bringing in people like you know Flores and even Gressel to an extent, you kind of have to play a certain way. You cannot play, you know, this Ben Olsen, you know, sit back kind of, you know, mess around. Like you just can't do it. So, you know, it, it's kind of a waste. Waste of money, waste of time, uh, you know, waste of time for everyone, really. I feel bad for some of the players, too. I mean, I feel bad for Flores. I feel bad for Gressel. I feel bad for a lot of these guys. I mean, this is just not, you know, either what they signed up for or, like, really, you know, it's just really unacceptable. This team yeah. should be doing a lot better. And, you know, that doesn't mean, like, that the roster is the best put-together roster ever or that there's not, you know holes in some depths in, in some positions but like you know a lot of teams i mean most teams have have stuff like that most teams are not you know lafc with you know a backup for each position and you know the best player of every position too so um yeah it's you know we, we should be doing better we're not we're not constructed in a way that should lead us to be bottom four of, of the whole league bottom five um we are definitely not so you know i, I see a lot of uh people blaming like roster creation i don't think that's the problem um you know i am kind of to that point too like before last year the revolution were like a joke right and yep. last year bruce arena turned them around like that you know so um and you know also uh last night for the new england revolution game uh richie williams coached olsen you know out of audi field pretty much um, which yeah is, i'm sure embarrassing but um for him but you know yeah yeah um i you kind of hit the nail on the head and ah you know i i don't know what to sort of say about this uh 
New England just looked really good. Um, I think what we saw was uh, Gustavo uh, Bo uh, really coming out. Man, he he so he ended up scoring. Um, was that the first or second goal? I think it was the first. Yeah, because uh, that was. Man, well, I I have a bone to pick about this because why is or why was um, Flores marking him on that play? Uh, He the ball just kind of squirted out to him and then um, he was able to just I don't know. Flores kind of like over pursued, uh, got kind of caught on his hip and then um, Bo was sort of able to you know, get the ball under control. Really, really impressive work from him because the ball like really shot out, uh, you know, into, into his foot. Um, but he was able to kind of like in, in sort of like this moment of chaos, you know, really kind of like settle down, control the ball and just get like a really deadly shot in on Hamid. Um, and, and then the, uh, second goal, uh, came in, um, from a corner set piece, uh, Bunbury um, gave it, a, you know, with this, you know, just a really um, routine header uh, was not marked by anyone. Um, and so he was given just like the easiest opportunity uh, to give it, you know, just not even, not even try to crush the ball, uh, just kind of, you know, guided it in. Uh, and it bounced right off of uh, Hamid's hand right into the top netting. So. Yeah, uh, the the defensive woes are are still prevalent. Um, we're we're leaving uh, men far too clear uh, for shots, either you know outside the box or on set pieces. Um, the marking has just been uh, either aimless or irresponsible. Like no one, or you know, does just doesn't seem like anyone's taking responsibility for really like commanding uh, the, the field. Um, and, and so, you know, it's just distressing on that end on top of our uh, woes with lack of goals on, on the attacking end. So it's, it's, it's just things that are just compounding together. Um, and it feels like, yes, we're, we're getting out coached, we're getting outplayed. And yet we have a roster that we came into the season feeling really, really excited about. And that sucks. Yeah. I mean, honestly, also, like, this is something I haven't heard many people talk about. But, like, on those two goals, especially the first one, like, I think Hamid's got to do a lot better. Like, that first shot by Bo was, like, it was fine. It was a good shot. But it wasn't, I mean, you know, Hamid was, he almost saved it. But, like. I, I would have expected him to do better. I mean, this is someone who, uh, you know, is, is one of, if not the best goalkeepers in MLS. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at the end of the game, uh, Hamid kind of kicked the ball out of the stadium. But, you know, and it might be that frustration that's also kind of being distracting during the game. Like, you're not winning. You know, <laughs> it's it's frustrating when your defend, defense does, doesn't do their job um, game after game. And, you know, yeah, on that header, it was just like, people are just don't like care. It's <laughs> just sit yeah. around watching. Like they're just watching the other players. So, I mean, we're honestly kind of lucky we didn't give up more here, I think. Yeah. And man, um, I don't know. We, we dominated possession. Um, we really, uh, if, if anything can be said, uh, it's, it's that 
we did come out with a lo- a bit more um, attacking prowess. I think I think you know the second game with that uh, three man defense um, is at least giving the players an idea of like where you know what to do now, and maybe it's going to free up some opportunities. Uh, Ola Kamara, uh, you know I've been ranking on him all season because you know yeah, preseason he was very much uh, in that Zlatan mode of like speaking in third person that you know Kamara's gonna you know dominate but he's averaging like what was it like 0.58 goals per game so um not not a great uh you know number for someone who is you know DC's one and only target man because who's behind you you've got Eric Sorga, uh, who's very much uh, a very talented, but a raw talent. And then Griffin Yao, who's, you know, like 12 years old. So you know, you're 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 the man. You got to be the man and you got to, you know, come out and um, make your mark on every single game. And up to this point, he's been largely anonymous. We've had uh, any time where we've wanted some life on the field. Ben just turns to to Higuain and says, "Hey, get in there, do something," and then he does, and and it gives us some light. But like, man, we're we're that's that's who's giving us life right now. We've got this team with so much talent, with uh guys who have made an impact, in, you know, in one way or another on different teams, but they're here, and it just seems like none of them can really do anything, and that's that's so frustrating right now. Well, right. Like, I mean, even uh, Gressel, like last year, he was great. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of saw him do a little bit more this game, I think. But like, he was really, really good for Atlanta. And he's just kind of been, you know, just there kind of in, in here in D.C. So, I mean, the the variable change is, is, you know, the environment, the coaching, I think, obviously, and uh, the teammates. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is very frustrating. I think uh, you know, Paredes felt played well, but you know, yeah. again, I, I'm not super like excited about you know one academy prospect doing super well right now. Like our whole team is unable to win, so I'm not sure how much that's you know worth, right? So, um, and and I thought I think it's great to see uh, Pines back in. I, I've always liked him. Yes. Uh, but you know, again, like. It doesn't really matter if you have a couple guys doing well or, or even shining if, you know, you can barely get the ball in the other opponent's half or possess it really at all. Yeah. Um, so the first half was very much like um, kind of, you know, it, it was pretty depressing seeing that um, you got two goals from uh, New England that largely felt uh routine for them um it didn't seem like they really had to uh really work for those uh if if that makes any sense um they like i said you know the header that was scored um seemed like no one was uh marking bunbury at all uh he just got in there so so easily uh and then again um having flores marking bow uh that's ridiculous um so you know uh you know so at at that first half you're just like god where does this go um and the second half had a bit of drama 
um, where a uh, New England player did receive a red card. You know, it, it, interestingly enough, uh, sort of going in uh, on a dangerous tackle on um, uh, Felipe, which, you know, Felipe had tends to be the guy who um, uh, doesn't or is is the one who you usually have to w- look out for uh, for those, you know, yellow cards or those ejections. Um, but I guess just kind of rewind from that a little bit. Um, the uh, one of the revolution players uh, essentially, uh, you know, um, got a handball uh, called on him um, in our or in his box. Uh, so Ola Kamara what lined up for the penalty kick and uh, notched, you know, our one and only goal in this game. Um, and and what I kind of saw from that, uh, you know, oh God, you know, this kind of speaks to the mentality of the team overall is that uh Kamara scores this going kind of pretty pretty cheekily he does I he does this stutter step where just you know sort of like that second to last step before you know he you know makes his uh shot he kind of pauses for a second uh gets um uh Turner to sort of you know uh really sort of gravitate towards towards his right side and really commit to that side. Uh, and then he was able to kind of reverse, you know, uh, and and get the ball into the other corner. Uh, but after he scored that, it, you saw a lifeless team. It was just no one seemed to really react to that. Uh, it was, you know, we were looking at, you know, it was like the 83rd minute or something like that. And, or no, the 70... What was it? No, no, it was a. It, when, when did uh? I'm sorry, I've got my times mixed up here. Uh, seventy uh, second minute that Ola scores this goal, uh, which is plenty of time, and you never really saw the team like rally around that, uh, and especially like Ola, this is your first goal, or you know, I guess or whatever uh, second goal or whatever, um, on the season, and if, you just act like it never really mattered. At least that's sort of the way I saw it. Um, and then later on, after uh, Caldwell uh, fouled uh, Felipe, um, you know, you have New England down 10 men. And then not only that, uh, but about seven minutes later, uh, they call an additional 10 minutes of injury time. And you still didn't do anything. You essentially had an extra or, you you know, you had, you know, 17 minutes uh, with with 10 men on the other team and you couldn't equalize. Uh, That's that's, again, distressing. I don't know what to say about it other than that. Yeah, no, I mean, I I almost kind of wished we didn't get that penalty because, you know, from the scoreline, it it looks better than it was uh, yeah even though it's obviously still not good um but like yeah like i don't even care about set piece goals i don't care about penalties anymore like i want to see some open play goals it yeah. needs to happen that's going to be the sign when those start happening like if we get three penalties and win a game three to two like i don't care that's a loss to me like i'm i'm not uh, i'm not excited about that like um and honestly, the players probably feel the same. So maybe that's why we didn't see anyone kind of like 
uh, even really, yeah, do, do anything after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also was curious why Wayne didn't come in sooner. Uh, he came in mm-hmm. on the 90th minute, uh, which yep. was like, I mean, maybe there's something we don't know, possibly. Uh, but like, you know, that's, <laughs> I mean, the, the only person who's been able to make a difference and, and, you know, granted still 10 minutes, but like, you know, I, I could have seen him come in right after that penalty and maybe given an injection there uh, for the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Right. So, yeah. That was disappointing, and then obviously before, I think before a lot of that, maybe it was after, uh, was like the red card. Um, Very obvious red card, uh, but, you know, uh, there was some controversy around it, I guess. Caldwell, like, added some extra. Maybe that's somewhat trying to target uh, Felipe or something, you know, and, and, you know. For sure. Felipe has a history. Uh, But... Boy, like looking at it, he put some pepper uh, on that. So you know, definitely a deserved um, red card on that. But um, yeah, Ugh, that was ugly. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was rough. That obviously uh, kind of thing hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to me, very obvious red card. Studs up, you know, into the yep. high leg. Uh, yep. Even though you're sliding, that's very, very uh, textbook, really. So, yeah, that happened, and then, you know, we still couldn't you know, get anything going. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really disappointing. Um, I mean, to me, it's just the fact that, you know, it's just so many games since we've really seen anything good <laughs> over a year now, really. Um, yeah. You know, and then, you know, so. Uh, a good buddy of mine um, called me, and um, we were kind of talking about it. It's like, I think the last really good season we can say dc united had um like genuinely good uh was 2012 um right before the disaster that was 2013 and i had to kind of agree with him um yeah we had we had playoff runs um after that uh but again it was so up and down you know either you know one season would just be like the worst and then the next would be like mediocre but we got into the playoffs we did okay uh but you know that that 2012 losing out to uh um houston dynamo uh in that eastern conference um that was uh that was heartbreaking and we've never really uh i think that was the last time i saw like uh or i mean that was you know i think the one time in recent memory where like uh, RFK was truly like sold out for a DC United match. And I think ever since I've seen a truly like sellout crowd for a DC United match, whether at Audi or at RFK. And that's, that's eight years ago. Um, that's, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, we had that, uh, that decent season with Lucharu, uh, but yeah. it was very obvious that wasn't sustainable too. So like, yeah. Uh, you know, those kind of things, you just can't have magic forever. And obviously we didn't. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of of Lucharu uh, and, and actually not even related to Lucharu, but only tangentially in the fact that MLS continues uh, to chase after um, relics of a bygone. Uh, football or soccer era 
Um, I, I, I'm kind of done talking about DC United at this point, uh, but I do want to kind of like touch on um, some of the big names that have been uh, tossed around this week. And I don't know, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this, uh, especially since they are like really well-known players and, uh, you know, uh, pretty much giants still, I would say, like still performing, still putting up numbers. Uh, especially in the case of one Luis Suarez, but some names that are making the rounds right now include Gonzalo Higuain, which is the brother of Federico Higuain uh, on DC United. Uh, then you've got as an Edison Cavani from PSG, uh, and then um, Luis Suarez from Barcelona. But additionally, from to Barcelona, uh, not necessarily happening anytime you know within the next couple of years. But uh, Lionel Messi is looking to move to Manchester City. And it's been rumored that part of that whole agreement could include a uh, MLS as being his final resting place uh, before he sails off into, you know, the life of being an ambassador for the sport among the likes of, you know, Pele and Maradona and, you know, uh, uh, Cruyff, you know, when they finish their playing days. Uh, do, do you have any thoughts on this? Do you have any, you know, or, or you know, what, what's, how do you feel about this? Uh, I mean, oh God, when this happened, it was kind of uh, ridiculous. A lot of the, <laughs> you know, people are saying, oh, Messi should come here. All this is obviously not going to happen. Um, yeah. His wage bill would be like $100 million or something. Uh, so that's obviously not going to happen. Um, it seems like he's going to end up at Man City, which yeah. uh, to your point was, you know, and obviously they, I guess, own or in the same ownership group as uh, NYCFC. They could technically uh, have him come um, at some point, you know, in his future. I, I think three years is a pretty short amount of time. I mean... You know, Messi is still one of the top, even goal scorers in Europe, right? So, um, I mean, I guess unless that's what he wants to do. I mean, there's also been rumors that Messi and Beckham have talked about him ending his career in Miami. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Um, but I do think it's interesting as a general topic, uh, especially if he does go to the Premier League. I think that's cool. I don't know. I, I'm probably an idiot for saying this, but um, I've never been a, a, a messy disciple. I mean, obviously, he is one of the best of all time, but um, I've always been the, of the mind that uh, he's always been protected uh, in sort of like the professional wrestling sense. He is, you know, he became the face of soccer. And so uh, not having left Barcelona, I don't think he's really shown anything, uh, outside of that. You know, I, I don't know. Um, obviously champions league, he's, he's, you know, uh, dominated in that portion, but I don't know. I, I, I'm sort of wondering at what point, you know, when he comes to the premier league, uh, does a mid to low table, uh, you know, defenders when they start, you know, sort of targeting his ankles. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I don't know. 
I, I've always been curious about like what would happen if Messi went to uh, a different league. And I guess, I don't know, Messi fans have always annoyed me uh, to some degree, especially when their names are Roy Hudson. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see uh, what happens when he goes to the Premier League. Um, yeah, what, what, what do you think about all that? Yeah, well, I mean, Premier League is obviously a lot uh, tougher, maybe the wrong word, but definitely a little more chippy, definitely uh, a little more stuck in. So that'll be definitely interesting, something to watch. But, I mean, I just find it, I find it, I guess, more interesting also on, on like, the, the business side. Like, that's going to be a really crazy Premier League season, uh, especially if there's also been other rumors where Ronaldo is going <laughs> potentially to a Premier League team. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and so it could be really crazy and really fun. Um, and the other question is, like, does Messi start on Man City? Like, I don't know. Uh, people yeah. might say that's, you know, dumb of me or whatever. But, I mean, it really depends, right? Like, you know, this is his first time outside of Barcelona in any way, shape or form in terms of, like, uh, club teams. So, you know, it, it might... It might be a you know not what he's used to, and so I don't know. Yeah. Well, so I guess to kind of close this out, um, you know, we can, you know, just sort of talk about what's on the horizon uh, for DC United. This I think is very much a, you know, what the team shows on this game. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with the season. I've been done for a while. Uh, I think this season should have never happened. Um, with, with all of this happening at the moment, uh, there are just things that are just bigger than sports, but, um, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, millionaires ha- and billionaires have to make their money and let their pet projects operate. So anyways. <laughs> Uh, we have Philadelphia coming up in three days time this Saturday, August 29th. Um, what do you think? You know, am I, you know, do you think we stand a chance? Do you think DC United can come out in this game and at least show, uh, some sort of, uh, life in this game? Uh, certainly not. Um, yeah, I mean, Philly's been looking really, really, really good. Uh, yeah, they're they're definitely playing in the top, you know, ten clubs uh, in in the in the league. So um, they're definitely playing really well. They had a good showing at the tournament, uh, you know. So I would expect Philly to to kind of handle business. Honestly, unfortunately, um, I am curious to see what uh, how they line up the team if they keep going with this three back, um, yep. which which they've done obviously the last two games, and you know experimented on and off last season as well um so i i guess they're still not sure but um yeah so i'm, I'm curious to see if if pines plays prop if, if you know it's a back three pines will probably uh be that one obviously so um you know i'm also curious about the injuries so canals with the hamstring and flores with potential fractures on his skull so yeah. um yeah you know, that was rough see I mean, yep. the thing is, this is the most depth we had in a while, I feel like. So, um, you know, obviously we're still missing Areola 
And so, um, yeah, I mean, you could see Assad and Segura starting. And, you know, e- even then, uh, you know, that's not a bad team. Uh, yeah. And, so. and uh, Paredes has, uh, God, he's really seized, um, you know, his his moment to, you know, start with the team, you know, 17 years young. He is, uh, you know, really a- answering the call. Um, I, you know, he hasn't, I, I wouldn't say he's had the hugest impact, but he has really held his own. He's taken some shots that, uh, you know, I'd consider bold, but, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta give him uh, credit for, for really not being, um, intimidated by it all. Uh, so, you know, shout out to him and, and what he's been doing so far this season. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely been great. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes. Uh, I, I don't think we win this, <laughs> and definitely not. I don't. I say, but yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think? Yeah, uh, man, <laughs> you really, uh, uh, you kind of you said it. Um, I, um, no, you're you're right, uh, Philly, and that's why I sort of said um, what I said kind of as a preamble to this was. Um, I'm not looking for a win. I'm looking for DC to like, so sh- show some life in this game. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't know, like kind of tired of us giving up the, the early goals, uh, and then kind of hanging our heads and, um, you know, and then when we score a goal, we continue to hang our heads. Uh, that's depressing. Um, you know, so all I want to see in this game is that they come out, um, they, you know, at least punch Philly in the face in, in, you know, some metaphorical, uh, capacity, but, you know, at least like make Philadelphia know like, okay, Oh shoot. You know, this, this isn't a team that's going to roll over or, you know, there's going to be, this is going to take a little bit of effort on our end. I at least want to see that, uh, if, if, you know, I, I don't mind a loss. I just, I want to see this team show some life. That's all I can really ask for at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an open play goal would be great for me. Um, it feels kind of sad that I'm like, yeah, I just hope we score like an open play goal. But I mean, at this point uh, that would be a uh, really, I mean, it would be a good sign uh, or a sign at all that someone's yeah. there on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know Philly's really good, and we yep. can't even beat Cincinnati. So <laughs> that's Oof. that's how we are. Woof. Uh, so that's that's it right there. Um, you know, uh, wish we could have had a, a little uh bit better uh news about all of this. But I will say for anyone who's curious about this uh move to the three five two on Benny's end, uh. Jason Anderson over at uh, blackandredunited.com had a brilliant, brilliant breakdown um, of this formation and, you know, whether or not this is a sign of permanence or if this is, again, you know, kind of more uh, wishy-washy, you know, kind of adjusting uh, on the part of Ben Olsen. So uh, really good breakdown there. Um, So that's that's sort of my shout out. Uh, for this week yeah cool um i do want to let everyone know that you know uh feel free to uh rate rate 
our um, podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, if we do see it, we will read it out on the show, uh, which I also need to check again. But um, yeah, so uh, we'll do that, and I'll check if, if there's been any since uh, we've been on here last. Uh, but other than that, I think, you know, we're good. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, you know, uh, just as a reminder, so that game against Philly, that's Saturday, August 29th. That's going to be 7.30 Eastern. Um, and then, you know, if you're in D.C., WJLA24, and then uh, uh, ESPN Plus for anyone outside of the area. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it right there. Awesome. Well, Everyone have a good week. Try not to think too much about DC United and their current state. Uh, And we'll see you next time. Peace.